Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, let's see who we got here this afternoon, this evening. Crazy Witch, what's going on there? How you doing? Welcome to the show now. Let's see here. Denise, hello. Welcome, Denise. Russ, how are you doing today? Okay, thank you, Chris. Yourself? Oh, doing good. Sandra, welcome there. Kelly, Elliot, welcome. And uh, Brown, FDL Paranormal, coming up in the rear. And hello, Diane and Kelly, Elliot. Leona King, welcome. So do we have a show lined up for you, ladies and gentlemen? I have Russ. Russ, introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are. Hi. Hi, Chris. See, so, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are and what you do and everything. Hi, yeah, my name's Russ Kelly. I am a UFO investigator, a paranormal investigator also, an abductee and a super soldier. Or yeah. was. <laughs> now, what is a super soldier? Well, it's, um, I was taken by uh, a race of aliens and put into a military unit and obviously given training, um, had a special, what you call a life force suit. And um, basically what they've done is that they change his um, body through all sorts of things, mostly... Um, operations and injections and um, what it does basically it enhances your capability as a soldier you know sort of like uh, make you stronger and faster etc hence the word super soldier and the suit I think uh, you know uh, contains a lot of this inside and it helps because the suit itself is like um, bulletproof and, um, you know, it helps all what they've done enhancing his bodies. So that's, uh, that's the way I would uh, put the, the name across as a, as a super soldier. Well, that's interesting. That really is. I've always been fascinated with UFOs. Now, what actually got you into this field and topic? Well, my dad came home from work early hours. He'd been working on a late uh, uh, night shift. And he was with some workmates and his brothers. I think he worked with three of his brothers and uh, there were about uh, six or seven people outside on a, a tea break. And as I was talking, there were a bit of shouting going on and look, look, look. And my dad turned around and he said, what's up? And they said, oh, you've missed it, Jim. Look. And as he looked up, the, they said that this, uh, as they put it, some called it a UFO. Some called it a cigar-shaped object. Um, you know, sort of like it went in these clouds. So they were telling me, mum, you know, sat around having his, well, um, like breakfast or his, his tea, 
you know, when he'd got him from work. And um, it would have been miffed that he, him and his friend who were talking, were the only two of the group that didn't actually see this, this sighting, this UFO, you know. So, in a way, I remembered that. I was only young, about four years old, you know, and that stuck in my mind. But the actual reason why I became a, a UFO investigator, I set um, a, a group up in 1990, I think it was 97, and I set my first group up in a place called Bradford in West Yorkshire in the UK. And really, I was searching for answers because I'd had close encounters, very strange things that had happened, uh, missing time and uh, going down this, um, this tunnel into this room and then being taken by these tall, very tall, bald aliens, 15 foot tall, uh, that looked very much like um, the French Dracula, Nesferatu. Oh wow! So, I was looking for for answers. You know, a friend of mine said you need to start looking in abductions and UFO books um, about these things that you're talking about, Russ. You know, like uh, meeting these things and being taken. So, for selfish reasons, I suppose in a way, I started a UFO group. You know, like. Uh, trying to find answers for my own abductions if you see what i mean so that's right. that's a real reason um you know why i got into the ufo subject so that would be about 90 1997 and um you know i've sort of like been searching for answers ever since that is interesting. Now, I've seen you in BBC. I've seen you in news articles. And uh, I've done a lot of research on you. And uh, I actually, he actually had me, ladies and gentlemen, on his show. And uh, what was very interesting <laughs> is uh, I enjoyed it. And a uh, very interesting man. And uh, he's got a lot of uh, back history on UFO and UFOlogy and so forth and uh he did not know but i was looking for somebody that devils in his realm and so i reached out to him like hey what do you think about doing a show together and he was like what and i'm like yeah so and you ladies and gentlemen and thus we are born together across the world and i think it's a, i think it's going to be great uh i'm, I'm very excited now, since I've seen a lot of things, hello, Filipino. Uh, Bonjour Grizzly is quite the ladies' man. He is, oh, you do. But I also see, uh, now, do you actually re have images and recordings? Because I'm always seeing you out there with, with cameras and, and, uh, and video recorders. I mean, do you capture these uh, flying objects? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I was one of the first to start putting UFO 
photographs and images up on YouTube. And um, I stopped doing it for a while because what I got was one or two people contacting me and asking me to send my footage across to them. And um, what I didn't realise was that they were um, selling me footage. Oh, right, yes. yes. Without me knowing, you, you know, they were like um, going round and um, to news um, groups and saying, I've got some footage for you. When I found out about this, I stopped doing that then. You know, sort of like, so I just um, put the, in fact, I'd stopped for um, a long time. I stopped putting anything on YouTube, you know, and uh, just concentrated on going out and filming. But I've got things, if you have a look on, um, if you have a look on, uh, flying saucer television on youtube you'll see i put a heck of a lot of uh, video footage up there uh for instance there's um me getting zapped as i was filming a ufo and i had a, a friend with me outside of me and i, I is only sh very small disabled and i handed him the camera to have a look and as i'm showing him the object that we're filming i'm filming I felt this power coming sort of like um, down and up my body sort of thing. And so I, I pulled the camera back and I just said, let's just have a look. And as I'm filming, getting back into the, 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 the getting the, the, the subject matter, the UFO back into view, there was a, a flash. And I said to, to Keith, I said, that's strange. I don't know what that was. I'll rewind it when we go in. So about uh, 20 minutes later, we went in the house and I uh, rewound the actual um, tape. And what happens is as I'm moving the camera and keeping it in view in the frame, you, what you see is like a, a quick flash of a second when you slow that second down you can see the light coming down and it's like six balls of light shooting down at the camera so that's just one you know sort of like video of something that i've caught but it's actually coming down you know sort of like uh at me it's like I'm being zapped by whatever it is I'm being filming. Then I went out uh, to a, to see a, a friend who'd been reporting strange objects in this area, but also a number of other people had been ringing my hotline. I used to have a hotline then, and um, telling me that there were things seen in this area of Bradford called Queensbury. And as I'm talking and looking in the back of my car, um, I had the, the boot open and um, getting some equipment out and talking to my other friend, Chris. And I'm telling him about this. Um, it was like satellite nav, satellite nav, what I had. And pointing up saying, it says that there's six um, satellites above us. And when I looked up talking to him about this, which I never got working properly anyway. It was 
it cost a lot of money and it were wasted on me you know the, anyway as seen this object and i i chucked it the the satellite in the car and went and got me a video camera out and started filming this object wow russ russ you didn't get zapped did you buddy when it started the show Oh, here he comes back, ladies and gentlemen. You scared me there for a minute, Russ. I didn't. I thought you got zapped. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. So um, when I um, when I got the camera out and I started filming, say again. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just want to make sure you didn't get zapped. No, not this time. So I started filming the object. And you can see the object come down. And it's as if like it's falling out of the sky. And it looks, some people call it a flying man. Some people call it an ejector seat. But anyway, you I went catch back the next one day, of those? You got that on and, video? Uh, looking in the area. Yeah, I videoed it. Oh my gosh. Say again, sorry, Chris. I can't believe you captured one of those on video. Yeah, I, I filmed that's upon um that's on flying saucer television also. You know, it's called the flying man. If you look on flying saucer television, anyway, the next day I went. The next day, I went to this area where the craft came down. And Somebody does not want him to tell his stories, ladies and gentlemen. So, do you all know what he's talking about? The ejector seat, the flying man that everybody's reporting to see across the world? uh that looks like some people call it a witch on a broom uh i mean this is incredible uh so this is very interesting so uh here he's back again all right there you go con sir there you go in this area and this is the area where the object came down right right but the next thing when i was taking a, the pictures there's um a flying triangle there's an actual flying triangle um a caught in the sky which is just below yeah somebody does not want him to share his so he is very well known in the uk ladies and gentlemen he's been on bbc other shows uh so this is very interesting and uh 
he has got my attention. So here he comes back again. Let's try this again. All right, you're back. That is unusual. I've never I've never done a show and been off as much. Very strange. It is strange. It is strange. So Kelly says uh, to America a few years ago on a holiday, I went to go and see the back gate of Area 51. There was a dirt road that took you there, but I, I could only get near where the security thing was. Unfortunately, I couldn't get near the base because there was lots of security and cameras, but I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, but I just can't believe because a lot of people, you know, I know what you're talking about, the flying chair. I have seen videos of that, and that is rare to capture that. So that's amazing. So uh, I, that's that's the wild. thing is, when I filmed it, it was like a flying triangle. It was like a, in, in fact, it was it. Describing it as a two-tone white and silver, um, like triangular-shaped object, um, but you know, it was just it, it was beyond all belief looking at it, and th then for it to land, you know, sort of like in this area, you know, sort of like, and the next day have um, a black flying triangle in in the distance which would seem that um something was actually looking for a, a landed flying craft one of their crafts seemed to be looking you know sort of like um for this unbelievable wow now, how many times do you think you've been abducted? But uh, I've seen so many and videoed so many, um, so many UFOs um, flying. Yeah, I don't think he hears me. I did his show just perfectly fine. Never got kicked off. So, yes, interesting. All right, welcome yeah. back. I don't know what's going on here. This is unbelievable. I don't either. This is strange. So how many times have you been adopted? Can you hear me? Or are you froze again? Russ? Oh, wow. It's been a lifelong experience, you know. Um, it all started, really, it all started uh, when I was 16 years old, when I was uh, on my motorbike and uh, I'd been out riding after tea. I went out every night uh, to see friends and uh, just to 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, I expect this on paranormal shows, but not UFO shows. So that's interesting. Uh, I don't have any storms. Uh, so here he is again. All right. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah, so I was 16 when it first uh, when it first took place, being abducted, um, riding on my motorbike, and I'd been out after tea, and uh, I looked and I thought to myself, I, I better get home. You know, it's work the next day. It's getting late. And, uh, you know, that's when I came to this, this very strange object, like a, a tunnel in the middle of the road. And I tried to slow down, but I went straight through and ended up inside a room, which was really dark. And uh, there was movement in. I could see these faces and it was I was looking right up. So these these creatures pretty tall, 15 foot tall. And they were like um the French Dracula Nesferatu, bald, and the faces were like you, you could really say like monsters. And I were put I was in this chair. And I uh, was injected in. Did he say injected or objected, like kicked out? Because he he gets he he keeps kicking out of my show. So there we go. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know. Weather, I don't think somebody weather. wants you to tell your story. Do you have bad weather over there? He froze. I got good weather here. About an hour ago, but yeah, so. They want to know uh, when you get uh, abducted, do they hurt so, you? Um, well, you know, we had, uh, well, I had injections and, and things done to my body. And uh, let's just say, not it's not a good thing, you know, sort of like, I've heard other people talking about abductions as if it's some kind of, you know, like... Um, nice nice thing you know and all as i can say is well not with me to be quite honest um going through there is a you know a lot of pain anguish um to be put into a military unit you know i mean i'm not a fighter by any way shape or form um so to be put into a military unit and um made to Casting raids, it's like every five seconds, you're right. I, mean, I was trying to time that one. Well, I imagine uh, the injections did hurt, uh, Missy, because he says it, it, uh, it didn't, the way he was talking, it didn't feel comfortable. 
Uh, here he is. Let's bring him back. All right. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it not, it's not pleasant. It's not a good thing. You know, that's, you know, that's from my, my opinion, you know, from my abduction. I can't really say about other people's because everybody's different. Everybody's, the other people that I've come across, some people think it's an amazing, you know, sort of like happening, what's happened to them. I would say, yeah, it was amazing what happened to me, but, you know, um, it's something that, I, you know, I wouldn't say was pleasant. I... Uh, Five seconds. And, uh, you know, it got me chasing and, and looking for 30 years, you know. Um, lost a lot of friends, lost a lot of friends, you know, people hearing me talking about this on television, on radio, on the internet, and people just wanting to keep away from me, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... Uh, I've never made any money out of this subject. I've I've always done free talks and conferences where I could when I've done Yeah, there is a stigmata with this, ladies and gentlemen, especially uh, you know, when he says you've been doing it for 30 years. Uh yeah, anytime that you come out and, and talk about stuff like this, uh, uh, your friends and family uh, does uh, want to distance themselves uh, from you. And uh, that is sad, but it actually happens. Uh, they think you're cuckoo and crazy and uh, they don't want nothing to do with you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Stingray, my wife, was an alien. Uh, Janet from another planet. There you go, Stingray. Awesome. Well, let's bring them back here. All right, there. Let's try that again. Not having much luck tonight, are we? <laughs> no, that's strange. It really is. Very strange there, Russ. So, yeah. So, uh, Grizzler people in the other chat claim to be unfairly banned. Well, if they would act professionally and not use profanity, and being disrespectful, then they wouldn't be banned. Uh, I only ban one person in any of my shows, and it takes you quite a bit to get banned. So uh, that's the reason why. Uh, but no, uh, and, you know, talking about uh, taboo, it's, it's not as a, a taboo subject as it was, but we were talking about how you were, you know, it's how you lost friends. Yeah. So I don't think it's a taboo subject whatsoever, Chris. You know, I don't think it's a, in fact, there's more people um, talking about the paranormal UFOs, aliens, and abductions and coming to terms with the truth that there is something definitely not out there, but here. Because these things, no matter what anybody says, these things are coming here. And they're taking people, um, you know, people are videoing these things. I, I've, I've come across stories where people have videoed and taken photographs and 
the information has been taken off of them. The powers that be have sent men, you can call them men in black if you want, right? and taken confiscated video footage and photographic evidence. And then, this is when I've been investigating, right, yeah? And then all of a sudden, when I'm talking to the people and I've spoken to them for a number of weeks, all of a sudden, right, the telephone, they don't answer the telephone, um, they tell me not to ring, ring anymore, don't contact them anymore, otherwise they'll call the police. What's going on? What You know, what's going on when these people contact us for help and and you're trying to help them you know what is going on when they can turn around then say you know like um don't you know like don't call us anymore you know sort of like um we, we don't want to know anymore i can only but you know that just goes to show you the there's things going on you know uh behind the scenes you know yes and right. it must be very right. very scary for some people you know it must be very scary you know for people that have just come across this and the people that i've spoken to that have um that have had loved ones see ufos and then they've become poorly sick and then sort of like that's another thing there's there's a, a lot of things that i've come across and i never see this in the papers i never see it in the news about you know people being told we can't talk anymore we can't talk about what happened you know and um, people that had seen things that have died and people uh, have had video footage and photographic evidence being confiscated what is going yeah. on that um that may, you know that uh, why does that happen and it's there's only one reason and it's not a good reason you no know? it's not it's not and ladies and gentlemen stay tuned so, we'll be right back you know, after this and uh we're going to discuss something else uh along with russ stay by
So I totally agree with you, Russ. Now, what do you do with people like that that have encounters? Do you actually help them out? Just said. Have you frozen? No, I'm not frozen. I'm here. You hear me? Nope, I'm here. Testing, testing. One, two, three. I am still. So I wonder if he actually helps people. That's my question. Because, you know, there are a lot of people that uh, probably have a lot of issues, you know, uh, seeing stuff like that and, and being inducted. You know, back in 1947, uh, we have, you know, Eisenhower allegedly uh, meeting the aliens in the in the hangar. He, oh, he had an emergency dentist appointment in the wee hours of the night to sign the treaty with the aliens in the in America. So uh, I don't know. Uh, the treaty is signed that you know they're allowed to have uh, alien abductions and animal mutilations and other things. His granddaughter. Uh, allegedly came out in the open a couple of years ago and made the public announcement that it actually did happen. Uh, the security personnel that guard the hangar where the treaty took place uh, came forward on their deathbeds and said it actually did happen, allegedly. So uh, who knows? Uh, but, you know, there needs to be an outlet. And in America, we have MUFON. Uh, that actually has been researching and investigating, uh, you know, allegations of unidentified flying objects and so forth. So that's my question is to Russ, you know, uh, is he one of those people in, in the UK that helps people? Because he does extensive research uh, for what I found out. Uh, it, it's really terrible to see people to take his footage and monetize off of it. Uh, but unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that actually happens a lot, uh, not only in the ufology field, but also the cryptid uh, field as well. Now, my question to you, Russ, do you help people that actually witness and encounter UFOs and abductions? Can you hear me? Well, in, in what way? How can you help somebody? Uh, do they reach out to you and you talk to yeah. them and, and yeah. work with them? And and when you say help them. In... Yeah, as, as much as you can do, you know, I mean, what, what can you actually do? I mean, if somebody comes to me. Uh, we can take a, a report of what's happened to them. And um, basically, what will happen then is... Well, this is terrible. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen, there. So I don't know if it's the weather on his end, but uh, like I said, last night or the other night we had, or the other day we had... Had no issues uh, with our with our show together. Uh, 
here he is once again. We'll bring him back on here. Play some Hollywood Squares. There you go. You're live again, sir. Yeah. Um, what we can do is take a, a witness report and, uh, you know, sort of like uh, look at what's happened to them and uh, keep in contact with them, you know, and um, assure them, uh, reassure them, you know, sort of like it's happened to me for so many years and what have you, you know, don't worry about it, you know, sort of like try not to, try not to, you know, sort of like uh, dwell on things, you know. Um, but sometimes what you've got to realise is that, when you've been taken and you've actually been abducted and this this sort of things happen to you it does change you you know and it's a traumatic thing to happen yeah i can i can only imagine uh, I mean, we hear a lot of stories about you know People seeing, you know, Bigfoot and other cryptids, the traumatic experiences. Uh, I could not imagine being uh, taken aboard a spaceship and being abducted, uh, being probed and everything else. Uh, that has got to be something very traumatic. Uh, I wonder what are the actual real statistics uh and people like that uh the what they go through the trauma the depression and what they uh deal with mentally uh i mean we only see what we hear from uh people's encounters uh okay you're back welcome back again <laughs> hi chris hello there <sighs> It's all you, your life. Yeah, so, you know, once you've taken a, a witness uh, report, a statement from people, um, you know, sort of like you can keep in contact with them. They can keep in contact with you, uh, come to your meetings. But, you know, what, you, what people have got to realize is that when this happens, it, it changes you, you know, your mindset. And you're not the same person. And it's hard to explain, really. But, um, you know, some people never get over. Some people never get over the fact that they've been abducted. You know? And there's not a lot you can do for a person. There's, there's really not a lot you can do apart from say, well, look, I'm still here, you know, and um, I'm not not doing too bad you know and and just try to get on with your life what else can you do you know apart from you know try to reassure people you know sort of like there is no answers because it's like no matter what you say you know the answer to the question is something that is just out of this world you know, the answer, we have been taken, we have been put into a, 
whatever um military units and stuff and we've been made to fight for these creatures these aliens in this war um some people are not taken in the same way some people don't seem to have the same thing as what's happened to me happened to them uh some people just seem to have been abducted And we're just getting to the meatballs and the nuts and bolts. That that's got to be a terrifying experience. I I I don't know. I don't know if I could live through something of an encounter like that. Seeing cryptids is one thing, but dealing with something like that over and over. I mean, him being on a quest for over 30 years after his encounters, uh, you know, in reading some of his reports and seeing him in, him being on the news, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, how would you all, you know, take and handle some of those encounters or situations yourself? I mean, some of the ones that I interviewed uh, can't sleep at night uh have our problems even with flashing lights or lights in the sky uh or afraid to even go outside at night uh, uh they even said no matter how they barricade their house or the door uh, they still enter the house still to this day uh it's it's very interesting uh how they just do things so i don't know and that's what I like to get Russ's intake on. Welcome back, Russ. Have you tried rebooting? You're live. So, and, and that's the thing. Uh, sleep paralysis how they can paralyze you in bed and and uh, levitate your body and and so forth and waking it up and you're not supposed to be awake uh while they're doing their procedures on you uh you know uh, sandra only saw them once and 10 years ago and still not over it see what i'm talking about all right sir welcome back Play some Hollywood Squares here. Must be some crazy weather over there. But that's the thing. It, it's that, Sandra, you're right. Or Sandro. Sorry. I didn't see the O. But Sandro, you're right. A lot of people uh, do not get over and is unable to. I don't know if I would be ever, be ever able to get over something like that. Uh, there's a lot of things in my life being just on the, I guess, the police department that I'm not able to get over uh, seeing, uh, whether it was from the state I worked in or the other state. Uh, you know, I, I still have uh, flashbacks and, and memories and so forth of it. So it is kind of hard. Uh it, it really makes you wonder 
uh, you know, I, I've actually uh, interviewed people to where uh, the women have their eggs harvested from them. And within a year later, they are reabducted and reunited with alleged children that have been hybrid. And they are mixed and crossed uh, breeded. And uh, the aliens would show them uh, what they had made uh, from them briefly. And, uh, and they would never see them again. And we're talking stuff that happened 15, 20, 30 years ago. And they will tell you to this day that they know that they have children out there and they would uh, go under hypnosis or be hypnotized and uh, actually be able to uh, recount their, their full story and everything that would happen. So uh, is it real and part of people's reality? Yes, I, I do. Are you there, Russ? Uh, do you want to try just your sound and not your video? You think maybe that will help? Can you hear me? You want to try your sound and not your video? Maybe that would help you. You're live. Russ, Russ. Yeah, it sounds like uh, he can't hear me now. Hi, yeah, can you hear you, Chris? Do you want to try your video or your sound and not your video? Or did you try to reboot or anything like that would probably help? But, you know, and that's the thing. Uh, so, and, and we're, we're hearing these encounters, uh, not just from one person, but many people across the United States and other countries, ladies and gentlemen. And what's weird is that, and strange, is that we're not only hearing this from women, but also men that their sperm is being uh, taken from them. Now, they're not being reunited with their children. So like the women are and their offspring. But so that is very interesting. Uh, now, we do not hear that a lot when it comes to men encounters. I don't know if it's just because the men are not coming forward and talking about it. I don't know if it's the men thing. I don't know if you rebooting or maybe sound would help and not only video Russ or rebooting or anything like that. So. Because it sounds like there's a big lagging on, on your end somehow. I don't know if it's the weather or 
because I'm showing the connections and everything on my end is perfect. But, you know, and it makes you wonder, you know, if, if they're doing this to women, of course they're, be, they're doing it to men, but the prominent uh, evidence, the totality of everything, it shows women are more, uh, I don't want to say that term because that term sounds like it, well, it's not, I don't think it's a proper term, but there's more evidence that leads towards women being abducted for harvesting than it does men. Uh, I don't know if it's just because women are actually coming forward more than men or so forth with their encounters. Uh, that I, I don't know. And that's a good question for Russ to answer. So Russ, I didn't know if video over audio would help or did you try to reboot or? Yeah, I just rebooted. Yeah. Again. Okay, good. Good, good. Okay. Maybe see if that would help. But uh, hey, Russell Easter Brooks, welcome to the show. So, uh, but yeah, so what do you think about these abductions? I mean, what is the purpose of them? Well, it would seem that there's more than one type of abduction. The one that uh, happened to me, obviously, you know, to be taken against your will, abducted, yeah, uh, to be put into a military unit and to, to be used as a soldier, you know, that is something just unbelievable but then you've got other people that have been abducted and they seem to have been on some kind of spacecraft uh, they seem to be in um spacecraft that uh, are very dirty smelly um some people have even said that they would say that there was on something what you would call a slot a flying slaughterhouse Right, yeah. Um, really? With, with, with bodies, dead bodies and, and, and what have you. Right, yeah. Uh, then you've got your, your women that seem to have gone on, well, undergone some kind of, um, you know, um, operation. Whether, it, you know, woman's operation, um you know, sort of like um, some kind of medical examination um, to do with sexual organs and what have you, you know, sort of like some people say that they've been used um, for hybrids, you know. Um, some women uh, seem to have undergone some sort of like test tube, sort of like... Now, some people, um, some women um, that have contacted me had said that, um, it, you know, it wasn't a case of, um, you know, um, being created in a test tube, but something actually had sex with them. You know, sort of like, now, I don't know, to me... You know what I mean? It's, it's like if if my girlfriend or my wife were, were telling, you know, stories like that, you know what I mean? I would be very worried. You know what I mean? If, 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 if your girlfriend or wife came up to you and says, you know, sort of like, um, I remember being taken, abducted, and this thing having sex with me, and then later on thinking she's pregnant, and then she goes through what looks like a pregnancy 
but then loses it. She goes to the doctors and the doctors say, yeah, there's something there, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, sort of like that fetus, that, that baby, that fetus has disappeared, you know, sort of like, and some women, some women seem to, to suggest that this same thing has happened to them on a number of occasions. So that means what they've been taken, something's actually had sex with them and then they've, they've fallen pregnant multiple times. Now, you know, sort of like start thinking logic here now, you know what I mean? Sort of like what is going on? Because if something's having sex with um, your wife or your girlfriend or partner or anybody, whether the partners or whatever, doesn't really matter. But if something's coming along and having sex with them against the will, that's rape. So, you know, start thinking logically. There's things going on here, and it's more than just nice little alien greys being seen at the bottom of your bed. You know what I mean? There's some horrific things going on here, you know. And, you know, I suppose one of the things I've tended to stay away from the abductions because, like you said, you know, what can you do for somebody apart from say, well, look, I'm okay. I've been taken most of my life and I'm still here, you know, sort of like, and uh, just make the best of it. What else can you say? You know, what else can you say? Well, I guess what, what we try to do, and I guess like you do, is I guess try to forward or to provide, you know, I guess a little bit of support group to them and give them some reassurance that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, while you were having your technical difficulties, we were talking about, you know, women reporting, you know, their eggs being harvested and uh a year or so later or less than a year being reunited with alleged children that they were cross-breeded yeah. and yeah. and never seen them again but we're also i'm getting reports and encounters where men are being sperms being taken from them right so but we're not seeing a lot of those reports are they just not coming forward because of the embarrassment but you know it's 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 like what are they up to what are, what are what what is their end goal and i don't know i don't have the answers to that so that's what's a lot of people uh, um, want to know. well i mean this is a big question because you only need to take one person and eggs from one person, you know, from a sample to create millions of babies. But yet, the way it's coming across by um, polls that people have done suggests that there's millions of women that have actually said that they've been abducted and this has happened to them. Why would they do that to millions? Why would they do it to millions? You know what I mean? Because millions would create billions of babies. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? If it right. needed to be it, like test tubes, it's a form of test tube babies. So, 
and and sometimes what these people are saying is that the the actual growth of the babies are growing far faster than normal babies because what what some women have said is a year later there's something there with another alien showing the child a right. four-year-old saying this is your this is your baby you know right babies sometimes might be a group of you know three or four alien children and the the point in saying these are yours why you know i mean right. the thing is if you if you're if you're a male and you've got a, a a partner a wife girlfriend or whatever and she's she's telling you know like i've got alien babies you know i've you know you've had sex with an alien do you think that that husband uh, you know sort of like there's two things either she's crazy or it's real and if it's real you know something from another world has had sex with your wife or girlfriend would you want to go near her again you know what i mean right it's, it's like in rape cases would the husband want to be anywhere near the wife i don't think so because you know this is this is now this isn't sort of like yeah oh you know like he is aliens and oh at the nice and we're, we're, we're talking we're getting down to nitty-gritty now are you chris we're getting down to people's lives and and realities of things what happen and the thing is you know um as as nice as you want to to look at things there is a, a side to this which is human nature so maybe there's a lot of this going on maybe maybe there's so much of this going on that um, it's some balancing relationships here on earth with people with people that say that they've been abducted and that their husbands and a family you, you know because it's a reality you know at the end of the day you're talking about you know being abducted being taken and being raped and that's that's as that's taking the sort of like icing off of the cake the bare bones of it that is what we're looking at and it's not a nice thing you know what i mean all of a sudden that nice subject you know what i mean sort of like a nice cake with with icing on and cream on and all your you, you you know you're sort of like chilies on top it's not as nice as what you're looking at is it you start looking at the reality of things you know and we're right. talking about there's been a crime committed this is a crime right you know and while you was off the air on and off the air we was talking about or i brought up eisenhower back in 1947 uh, he yeah. allegedly had that emergency meeting for a dentist appointment in the middle of the night, met with the aliens allegedly and signed that treaty. And people that were on their deathbeds that was uh, a guard that hangar uh, came forward and said it did happen. His granddaughter came forward and said the meeting did happen and that the treaty allegedly said that they were 
allegedly allowed to abduct people in certain areas of the country and uh, cattle mutilations in return. We got technology allegedly from them and whatever else, uh, whatever transpired. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what is your take on all that? Well, really, you know, if it comes down to it, so we've got the president of America that sanctioned abductions of people all around the world because this isn't just in America, you know. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Right. And, you know, who's give him, you know, sort of like um, the right to make any you know, sort of like, um, you, you know, wh whether you, you look at it realistically, is given the, you know, freedom to to basically abduct people. You know, um, you, you know, you can say signed an agreement. He hasn't signed an agreement with the people that's been abducted, has he? No. You know, you know what I'm saying. Looking at it realistically, he signed an agreement with them saying you can take people, but what about the people that's been taken? Where's that their part in it? You know, and, and sort of like, you know, don't they ever say? Obviously not. But the thing is, what have they been doing with these people? Right. You know, what what when they say they're free to actually abduct. What have they done? Because I've heard some horror stories. I've heard some horror stories of what they've done to people over the years. And they're not just abducting people, you know, sort of like and putting them back. Some of these people are taken and they're never brought back. And I have actually heard that some of these people couldn't be brought back because they've been the dead. They end up dead. They end up fooled for an alien race. You know, so it's like that's murder. Right. You know what? 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 What else can you say? But that is murder. You know, you can't really say anything other, can you? No, not at all. Not at you know? all. So, and I, I mean, the, the thing is, it, it's it's something that you know isn't really spoken about a lot. You know, we we can hear you know all the stories of happy clappy aliens. You know. Um, Oh look, this is this is our family, you know, sort of like, and bringing, you know, like uh, the alien uh, babies and and the, the the children into the bedroom and showing you. But the reality is that uh, it's not just like that. There's more behind this, you know. Some people never get over being abducted, you know. Some people never get over being abducted. You know, and uh, I've I've met quite a few people that have been broken 
And there's not a lot you can do. There's nothing you can say or do to help them. They, they tell you a story and then that's it. And then you never see them again. But they, they tell you, you know, sort of like um, just to get it off the, the, the chest or off the mind. You know, sort of like in hope that somebody might believe them. And then when you say you do believe them, and when you try to sort of like help them, they seem to just, you know, well, this is what it is. That's, you know, what I've got to tell you. And sort of like, um, but the, the don't, you know, they can't take it any further, can they? they? They can't take anything any further because, you know, what, what can you do? You, you can you can try to be a, like a counsellor, you know, sort of like an help them and, and try to reassure people, right? But other than that, what else can you do? You know? Because the unthinkable's yeah. been done. The unthinkable's been done, really. And, I mean, the other thing is, is it still carrying on today? Obviously, um, a few years ago, my abduction stopped, you know, sort of like and passed my cell by date, obviously. But the thing is, it's still going on around the world with other people, right? So that means that people are still being abducted, whatever. So it means that there's, you know, sort of like this, whatever you call it, this uh, treaty is still going on, you know. And the last time I spoke to somebody on uh, BBC Radio Leeds, and we were talking about, you know, abductions and aliens and UFOs, and I got round to the subject of people going missing in my country back then. This is over 10 years ago. And it was something like 180,000 people um, had been, uh, had been uh, become missing persons so there are hundred and eighty thousand missing people that year it'd be over 10 years ago now and they're never found they only ever find out of those numbers something like one thousand people so out of hundred and eighty thousand they only find a thousand people right i was horrified i was horrified this year to see that the new figures out of the the people that had gone missing in the united kingdom right and it says that roughly there is 300 um no 200 that would it 280 280 or 290,000 people in the united kingdom that go missing every year now Wow. Right, yeah. Going on for half a million people every year. So that means at some point in time, as we go on, when you start looking at the numbers, 200 becomes 400, becomes 800, becomes a million, becomes 2 million. Within 10 years, these are gonna the numbers uh you know are just gonna you know when, when you look at them and you sit down 
you're going to, you know, common sense should say, where are all these people? Where are all the people from my country that have been taken? Where are they that have gone missing? How can you get, how can millions of people from a country go missing? Especially when that country is an island. Right. 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 So where are the people? And, you know, the, the thing is, the, the missing people, nobody knows. And I think it's, it's horrifying to know that so many people go missing and nobody's that interested. You know, nobody seems to be in my country, you know, sort of like, they're not that int my government are interested in a lot of things let's be honest about it so a missing you know sort of like two hundred eighty thousand people in a year you know sort of like don't really you know sort of like mean a great deal to them i don't think but where are these people you know so i don't know it's it's well, you know, when you when you actually sit back and you look at it, you know, there's a, it's it's more than just people are being abducted. There's some horror stories. You know, people seeing UFOs close. You know, sort of like having having the actual photographic evidence. Someone's taken a picture. It's been confiscated. A video. They've taken a video. It's been taken, and then the person that were the closest to the UFO ended up two three days later dead and i've got a number of cases where that's happened but because i signed an agreement with the family i would not mention the names you know i wouldn't go public with it wow you know for obviously now russell asks is russell's asking you or maybe the aliens taking them and they need something like the blood from them from the humans well the thing is you know we, we've got this thing called um you can go can't you and you can give blood blood banks right. right yeah so if they wanted that i'm sure that you know you could do the same thing couldn't you you could have blood banks for for aliens you could you could say look because of um, the pandemic that people you know really need more blood now because a stock is being depleted right so you could go forward and and you know have this mass you know like give blood to dracula you know what i mean sort of thing <laughs> but uh and that could help so you know why just take an old body if they only need the blood does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Oh, do now, they I, need the I, organs? What they need? Well, I didn't think about that part. Because you, you mentioned earlier that caught my attention that you said you have people that reported bodies. that the, the, the alien craft smelled horrible. Yeah. As if one, one, one guy, he turned around and he put it down. And I'll never forget, 
He said it was a flying abattoir. A flying abattoir. Of wow. bodies. Now, I've heard this on a, I've heard this on a number of occasions where they've said that inside um, the rooms were like sparse, nothing inside these rooms apart from a smell. And one, one chap, and um, let's just say he was in the same business as you years ago, yeah, and he'd been on murder scenes, yeah, and he, what he said was, he put it down to the smell of a room full of death bodies. You know, wow. he said that he, he had his eyes closed, not wanting to see what that what were there, because he said, you know, he'd, he'd already been worked on the team, and he said, you know, like you walked into a room before you got in the room, you. He, he said, you, you know, your first day of going into a room where there'd been a murder and it's, you know, days old, you'd never forget the smell. Yeah. Right. And he said, when he went into that room, there was a smell and he had his eyes closed because he didn't want to look. He knew what the smell was. You know? Wow. So what is going, I mean, all the, this is stuff you don't, you know, sort of like uh, nobody eats upon. You know, a lot of this I, I forget to tell people. There's so much. You know, after 30 years of all my me, me, uh, files there, you know, <laughs> in that filing cabinet and stuff, you know, sort of like it, it's come along from more than just seeing UFOs and, you know, then we're talking about UFOs that have crashed and that have landed. And uh, the pieces of metal that have been left behind, which I, I had, well, one it must be in my, my security box. But, you know, stuff like that. You know, people actually seeing, you know, um, crash flying saucers and stuff. You know, sort of like, uh, I did write a book on, on one landing in uh, North Wales in 1974. Wow. And um, I had a piece of metal given to me, you know, from the crash. But uh, we were supposed to be going uh, this year. And apparently there's another area where a number of flying saucers was actually shot down. And um, because I've become ill and I haven't been able to walk, you know, sort of like we've had to put it on hold until... Uh, I, <laughs> until I have two operations, you know, sort of like, uh, so I might be able to walk then. So we'll just have to see. But, you know, wild. these are the these are the things that, you know that nobody usually talk about. Now they don't. Because you know, it's like normally people just want to hear the. The, the sugar-coated sweets, don't they? You know what I mean? Sort of like all the, the, the you know, the the sort of like um, the alien abductions and there's there's always, 
you know, somebody says, oh, well, they felt exalted or they felt like a special, you know, sort of like, and all this lot, you know, sort of like, well, that's all very nice and good, but the, the thing is, there's the other side of it. And sometimes you don't know what to do for the best, you know. You tell the truth to people and then, you know, it's, oh, you're not one of us. You know, you get abducted by aliens and you're put in a military unit and you're a warmonger, you know, you're promoting war. No, I'm not. What I'm telling you is, and you should take heed of this, you know, this is happening and sort of like it needs to stop. We need somebody that needs to go to the government and ask people in power what is going on. Why are people being taken? Why are they, why are they being abducted in the first place? You know, sort of like, where have all these people, you know, that have been abducted gone to, the ones that never come back? You know, why are they putting us into a war, making us fight for this alien race against other alien races? And the worst thing about it is it's... Ah, oh, you're doing so good, ladies and gentlemen. Russell, I was just thinking about that. Let's see if he comes back. He was on a roll. So do aliens need our skin? There, I don't, I don't, there is something that does not make sense. Why they are abducted? They need something from us. Can they not reproduce themselves? What is it do they need? Because something is not adding up. And that's the question. What is it? Because if you're that far in advance in technology, ladies and gentlemen, what is it that you need to seek out from us to survive? Now, I love ancient alien, or, or, or is it? What's that TV show? Ancient Alien or whatever that. Uh... So one thing I was talking about while you were gone, and maybe you can set, shed some light on this, uh, sir, is what do they need from us to survive? Is it our skin? Well, to survive, one of the, the alien race that take me need us, right, yeah, to fight for them, right, yeah, because there's a war going on. And I'll tell you in a nutshell, it's in my book, but I'll, t I'll tell you now what it says in the book, that some of the, 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 the super soldiers, um, some of the, the team, all they need the most are the females from Earth right yeah and they need them because they have got a special ability and they're called telepaths i'm a telepath i'm in a, a, a unit a telepathic unit a scout unit but those women are put into special units as guards and what they do is they guard 
all the buildings, the perimeters inside on the planet where the aliens live, their cities, and the reason why that they're taken, like I said, because they're telepathic, one thing, and they can see 15, 20 minutes before an attack starts because of the technology what their enemies have which is like a it's a teleport system and they can teleport right onto their planet they can right into the homes anywhere with these teleport systems but because of the women from earth because the telepathic they have got this ability to to see and and pick up where they're going to teleport to so if they're going to teleport their their soldiers to an area they can see it before so these women right yeah the guards the special guards they're really sought after and they're sought after because it's keeping that alien race alive because they can sense them teleporting you know their armies what's the name so, of your book russ pardon what's the name of your book the name of my book is called i'll, oh, I'll show you it's here et rider et rider is it r-i or r-y R-I-D-E-R. Oh, e I'm typing it in the comments. Make sure, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we got to get a copy of that book. <laughs> it, um, it's about my story about um, my abductions, what's happened to me over the years. And, um, you know, sort of like just letting people know that, uh, you know, sort of like what, what's happened. Because you, you know, you just could not believe it. You know, just could not believe it. Um, 16 year old riding home, and you end up in a in this tunnel and then in this room with these aliens, you know, just unbelievable. And it, it yeah, just I carried did. on. It just, you know, sort of like, uh, then I got a scooter, it happened when I had my scooters, then I got a bigger motorbike and choppers, and then. You know, sort of like um, it, it never stopped. I'd go one way, and I'd, no matter what happened, you know, sometimes I'd say I aren't going that way on tonight because I go past this area where you know I seem to be abducted, and so I go another way, and it's there, it's waiting for me. You know, so I go through that tunnel in another area. Um, it just seems to find me. It's happened when a friend was on the back of my motorbike as well. You know? Um, yeah. Hi there. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's sort of like um, my girlfriend, a friend of mine, um, I disappeared in front of her when we were taking a shortcut through a cemetery and she saw one of the aliens behind me. And I went missing for about uh, 30 minutes. And uh, then she told me that I'd 
basically I walked through her bedroom wall with my unit you know it even says it in the book you know sort of like she were a uh, she had a friend around at her house and uh, this night I walked through the bedroom wall you know sort of like which is strange because you know sort of like I've had the same thing happen to me I've had my bedroom wall turn black and these shadow people walk through wow you know an alien race just walk through me my bedroom wall wow you know? that's that's wow that's wow but, i mean i've i've had all sorts happen i had 100 percent memory recall 100 percent memory recall right until one sunday morning my dad had come in from shop he'd been to get some papers newspapers and he put them down on the table and i said do you want a drink of tea dad he said yeah i'll have a drink of tea so he went in his, his room with um, one of the papers. He was writing out horses, you know, like betting, you know, like he used to gamble on horses. And uh, I'd picked his paper up and I, I was just looking at the paper. And for some reason, I was reading the, and I just couldn't read. And, I, you know, my head were hurting. It was like banging, like a migrant. And he came in and he says, did he make that tea for us? And I says, no. And he said, are you all right? And I said, no. And I was talking to him and he was coming out in gobbledygook. Wasn't making any sense to him. And he says, are you all right? And I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So he shouted at my mum and he says, uh, Rita, he says, uh, there's something wrong with our us, he says. I'm going to take him to hospital. So he put me in car and took me to hospital. And uh, they left me, he left me there. And they said, come back and we'll do tests on him. I had to have brain scans and body scans and, and what have you. So my dad and my mum came for us a few hours later. And I'd been sent to a different uh, hospital up the road. And it was um, an isolation unit. So they said, you know, like, if it's one of any of these five things, there's a good chance he's not coming home. So I was in this room and it had a window. That's all there was, a door and a window where um, your visitors could just sit and, and see you through this window, special window. And um, anyway, I were in there three days and uh, they did all the tests and I was blind. I'd gone blind at one point. I couldn't smell. I couldn't taste any food. I, I didn't eat for three days. I couldn't taste anything. I couldn't hear very well. And then um, I came round. So they let me out, you know. And... Um, what had happened what i forgot to say when, when my dad was talking to me it felt like something were taking all my memories from my mind as if all my memories from my mind were being taken out i could feel it being taken i could feel them being taken out 
the most bizarre thing, the most frightening thing, one of the most frightening things that I've ever had happen to me. You know, I remember thinking, they're going to take my soul. Wow. You know, I, I just thought they're going to they're going to take something from me. They're going to kill me. You know, they're going to take my soul. You know what I mean? Um, I, was, I was shaking. So I came home and um, they said it was some kind of... They, they said it was a migraine, which is a certain type of migraine, which is like a stroke. It affects you like a stroke, you know. Now, the thing is, I've only ever come across one person who's an abductee, and the same thing happened to her. When she told me on my show about being in an isolation unit, and they told her the same thing, I knew I'd found somebody. I knew I'd found somebody who was an abductee because it had happened to her. You wow. know what I mean? And that is unbelievable. So when she talks, I listen to her because I know for certain, you know, sort of like when something happens to one person, but when it happens to two people and the same thing happens and she's telling, and I'm saying, well, I, I couldn't see the records of um, where they said I'd actually been sent to a different hospital. Wow. You know, looking for all my files and, and what have you. Unbelievable. It is. Now, Russ, how do people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? On Facebook, uh, Russ Kelly. Um, they can get to me on Facebook or they can get to me. I've got a, an email, which is uh, russellkelly1 at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, you enjoyed the show. This is only part one. And we're going to have this every Monday at the same time. We are teamed up together. We're going to talk about UFO. And we're going to talk about cryptid phenomenon. Because he's very uh, excited about Bigfoot and cryptids, aren't you, Russ? Oh, hell yeah. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to mix the two. So I'm intrigued with him. He's intrigued with my phenomenon. So we're going to mix the world together and bring both of the worlds to you all. So I'm very excited, but hopefully I enjoyed the show, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, uh, very interesting. But make sure and check out the book, uh, E.T. Rider. Uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. Where, where can they reach that book or buy that book, uh, Russ? It's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or, or book form. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, in 26 minutes, Grizzly has got another show coming up with psychics and mediums. Yes. So stand by for that show. I'll see you all here in a few minutes. Russ, uh, we'll get together again next week for another edition. So I'm really excited about it, sir. Same here, Chris. Thank you very yes, much. Sir. Fantastic show. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. And I'll talk to you shortly, buddy. Take, Take care. care. And from coast to coast and around the world, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. Godspeed. See you all soon. Bye-bye.